Welcome to the Black Life Union Podcast with your hosts Landon and August. This week we'll be talking about Donald Trump. <laughs> that's really about, that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. I'm so excited. Yep. Yeah. We're just talking about Trump and his administration. Yeah, it'll and... mostly be August talking because she knows more than I do about the Trump administration. I don't know, like, a, like an expert amount. I just... Um... I don't know. I follow it, but um, how do you feel about his uh, diagnosis? His diagnosis, having COVID. Yes. Ah, uh, well, you know. Ah, uh, well. Remember when the Simpsons? Remember Simpsons? And then he died. I saw that they predicted that he died. I didn't see how they predicted that he died. Well, they've been right thus far, so let's hope they're right again. You know I was gonna saying? say the Simpsons hasn't proved us wrong. Yeah. Well, so is that how you feel about it, though? He goes into a coma. What? For the time being. Oh. Kind of, because like, I'd like him to first lose the election. And, or then, well, if we lose the election, I just want him to lose the election. Because if he dies, then we're going to have Mike Pence in office. That's true. But, I mean, so, like, if he did die, Mike Pence would be in office, but Mike Pence isn't running for president next year. Mike Pence hasn't had a campaign for president, you know. So, right, but what if he won the election and then died? Then we'd have Mike Pence for the next four years. Yeah, that would not be good. Exactly. So I just no, wanted to lose sure. the election. Because if like, he loses the election, I don't, then I don't care what, he, what Donald Trump does. He can keep running his Trump Towers. I don't care. Really? You don't care if he no. keeps running his Trump Towers? No, or? I don't give a fuck. I think... I just don't want him to run the country. Yeah. I think he deserves to be in jail, though. I mean, he's admitted to so many... Um, Heinous acts. Crimes. Those. <laughs> yes. I mean... The dude's bit, like... Went through an impeachment trial. He's He was on trial for rape against a 13-year-old girl. He um, has countless lawsuits against him for... Um, you know, misconduct against his employees. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that I just, I, I think that even if he loses the election, that shouldn't just be it for it. You know, I think, I think he should have some repercussions to that. I think it would generally on, on a bigger scale, it would be good for the American people if he just lost the, um, the election and dropped off the face of the earth. But, um... Yeah, I would, I was, I really, I didn't believe it when I first read that he got COVID, because I remember it was like the first thing I read in the morning, it was like, Trump has COVID, and I was like, no way, and I definitely don't think that Melania has COVID, I think they just said that because they were like, we can't say only one of them has COVID. Why couldn't they say that? Because then people would be like, Melania doesn't even sleep in the same bed as Trump, like, how does only one of them have COVID? Which I don't think they sleep in the same bed. I think Melania wants nothing to do with Trump. Alright, so... Are you saying, like, we would automatically assume that they don't sleep in the same bed? Yeah. But we already do. Eh, I wouldn't say we, as in the American people on a whole. I don't. Yeah, but the American people on a whole know that Melania hates her husband. Do they? On a whole, on a whole scale of the American people. Oh, yeah. Even, like, some of the more Republican people I know, whenever I bring up the fact that Melania hates Trump, they're like, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, I guess most of the Trump support most of the Trump supporters that I talk to or I interact with are quite old and traditional in their views, and I don't think that they would... Um, assume that like my grandma i don't think she thinks that trump and melania don't sleep in the same bed um hmm. well, your grandma would be wrong well yes i know <laughs> <laughs> um so i wrote out and well i looked on the internet for some timelines of things that trump has said about the coronavirus hmm. and then i wrote some of them down would you like to hear them and react to them i'll react to them you will? Okay. My best. Oh, 
There might be facial reactions, so if you guys can't see me, then no, there, there was no reaction. <laughs> so the first thing that I have is just January 22nd, and Trump says that we have, in, in regards to the coronavirus, um, he says, we have it totally under control. It's one person from China. We have it under control, and it's going to be just fine. That was on January 22nd. Ooh, ah. Uh. <laughs> um, January 30th, he says we have five people. And, you know, through January and the middle of, Fe- through to the f- middle of February, he's talking about, um, you know, we have it just completely under control. We pretty much shut it down coming from China. Um... And then he says on February 10th, in April, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. Ah. He, he said that. Yes, because that's exactly what happened. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember when COVID was still a thing here in America? <laughs> thank God for April. Um, but then on February 28th, he said, now the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus. They tried it over and over. And this is their new hoax. And that was when he really started pushing it as a hoax. Um, which is my favorite piece of history at this moment. It's weird. You should, like, not be a politician. Or, like, if you're not a politician, you know? Because, like, you can tell that Trump has probably always been one of those, like, uh, hate politicians. You know, well, like, that was what he him. ran on in 2016. He was like, I'm not a politician. I'm just a down-to-earth guy with a ton of money who knows nothing about what it's like to be an average American. But I'm not a politician, so vote for me. Yeah, and they're like, bet. Yeah. Let's do that. So then on March 5th, <laughs> he said, Gallup just gave us the highest rating ever for the way, are we, for the way we are handling the coronavirus situation. The 2009 to 2010 swine flu, where nearly 13,000 people died in the U.S., was handled very poorly. Uh, yes, I'm glad only I'm glad those numbers are less this time around. 13,000. Yeah. Good thing we haven't had that many people die. <laughs> um, oh gosh, oh March 5th, what a time. Um, March 10th, he says, this was unexpected, and it hit the world, and we're prepared, and we're doing a great job with it, and it will go away. Just stay calm, it will go away. (laughs) So, like, I don't know why he kept saying, like, like, he's, like, it's nothing, it's nothing, um, but clearly he didn't know anything about it, so he just was making those empty claims to the American people. Yeah, he didn't know anything, but, like, that's his... He does what he's, that's what he's done the entire four years of his election. That's true. He don't know shit. <laughs> um, on March 13th, that's when uh, Jay Inslee closed schools in Washington. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, like, because we all remember when that, when that happened, when things, like, really started shutting down here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was March 13th, so many months ago. Um... And then, March 19th was that interview with Bob Woodward. Have you heard this interview? No. Oh my gosh. Have you heard anything about this interview? I don't know who Bob Woodward is. Okay. So, (laughs) I'm just going to give you what I think is the most important quote of that entire interview, which was Trump saying, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down because I don't want to create a panic. Ah. Uh, yes. No, we haven't panicked. No panic. This was, like, when people, like, didn't have toilet paper. That's what was, like, going on during this. He was like, I don't want people to panic. Meanwhile, like, stores were, like, sold out and people were literally hoarding toilet paper. Nurses and doctors are crying on the news saying we need help. Don't like, panic. I don't want... No, don't panic, though. I still like playing it down. Um, March 22nd, so just a couple days later... Trump tweeted, we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. At the end of the 15-day period, which was that initial social distancing period, um, at the end of the 15-day period, we will make a decision which, we, which way we want to go. 
which way we want to go. Um, the next day he said that um, America will again and soon be open for business very soon, a lot sooner than three or four months that somebody was suggesting. A lot sooner. That was in March. This is, we're September. This is like six months later. We're not fucking reopened. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't even moved really. I feel like, you know, once we started opening up, and then we went backwards again. And then I haven't, like, I feel like there's no... We're just in limbo. We're just in limbo. Like, what's happening? Nobody knows. You just feel guilty when you go out. That's all that happens now, is you, like, go out and you feel guilty and, like, things are weird and you can't get certain things done right now. I don't feel guilty when I go out. Oh, I do. Oh, uh, like when you leave the home? Not, like, when I leave my home, but, like, when I, like, if I'm, like, I haven't gotten, I used to get my nails done regularly and I've only gotten them done, like, once or twice since COVID. Mm. Um, I feel guilty if I go into a store and I forget my mask. I don't go into a store if I forget my mask. No. I just I don't forget because I keep like three masks in my car and like I have a mask. Nah, nah. If I drive to the store, I'm going I'm going inside that store. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um. But then. Jumping back to this uh, three or more four months thing, the next day after he said this three or four month period, you know, was when we were going to reopen, he started talking about Easter. And he was like, Easter is a very special day for me. And I see it a lot in, and I see it in sort of that timeline that I'm thinking about. And I say, wouldn't it be great to have all of the churches full? And like, I think what an irresponsible thing to say. Like, you know that these people just, like, look at you for, like, the word, basically, and you're like, wouldn't it be great to just fill our churches? Just bring all of our people together and catch this deadly disease that is just rising, and we can't even, like, at this point, grocery stores and such were shut, like, you weren't even supposed to go grocery shopping more than, like, once a week. Yeah. Um, and then he's gonna say, oh, but let's all go to church. Yeah, I mean, COVID doesn't work in God's presence. God is the vaccine. Drink that wine. His blood. Um, <clears throat> and then on, and it's funny because then he also throws in these things like on March 25th he said nobody would ever believe a thing like that's possible. Um, and then on March 27th he set the aspirational goal for April 12th. He wanted to reopen everything April 12th. <laughs> it's, like, it's weird because I'm like, everything he quote, you know, he wanted to do all these things weren't based off any knowledge of anything. It was just things he wanted to do. He was like, not, Easter would be fun. Yeah. It wasn't like a. That is a terrible. Don't touch that cactus. Why? Because it's a prickly pear. You're gonna. They're like so small and they get oh, stuck shit. in you. Oops. <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know, August has cacti, and I now have thorns all over my hands. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought you were going to, like, adjust the light, and then I was like, nope, he's touching that cactus. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Yeah, there's a lot of thorns behind me. Um, yeah, go on, though. Moving on. Um, then, okay, this is one of my favorite, like, day-to-day uh, things that he said. So on April 2nd, he said, The sacrifices we make over the next four weeks will have countless, will save countless American lives. Um, we're going to save a lot of American lives. And then April 3rd, the next day, in a briefing about wearing masks... Uh, Trump said, it's going to be really a voluntary thing. You can do it. You don't have to do it. I'm choosing not to do it. But some people may want to do it, and that's okay. It may be good. Probably will. They're making a recommendation. It's only a recommendation. Yeah, he pretty much, like, said they're making a recommendation, but I don't recommend doing it. 
Yeah. Well, like, literally the day before, he's like, we're going to save all of these lives. And they're, they're going to tell us how we can save it. And then the next day, he was like, okay, they told us, but, like, I'm not going to do it. And you don't really have to do it. Like, they're telling us to do it, but you don't got to do it. So, yeah, the American, the lives of American people don't matter. Um, That's Trump. Exactly. April 4th, he said, this will be the toughest week. And there will be a lot of death, unfortunately. But a lot less death than if it wasn't dead. But there will be death. So basically he's saying, there will be, not no death, there will be death. But not a lot of death, not no death, though. Some death. Mid-range death. Which is better than lot death. Because I don't want to wear a mask. Because I don't want to wear a mask. Um... On April 7th, he was asked about downplaying the coronavirus, and Trump said, The cases didn't really build up for a while, but you have to understand, I'm a cheerleader for this country. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a cheerleader for this country. I don't want to create havoc and shock and everything else, but ultimately... When I was saying that, I'm also closing it down. I obviously was concerned because I closed down the country to China. So, like, he... Closing down the country to China and encouraging your people to practice safe guidelines to slow the spread... Oh my gosh, I'm stuttering. To slow the spread of a pandemic. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't just... Like, oh, I closed the country to China, but, like, also, I'm going to tell everyone that I'm not wearing a mask. Right, because what does that do? Entices people to not wear masks. Like, this, this could have been dealt with so much faster. He could have been like, everyone has to stay inside for the next 30 days, even. And, yeah, it would have sucked. But, uh, we've been inside for a lot longer than that now, anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot longer. Like... Had they been, like, for 30 days, it is mandatory that you stay inside. If you come outside, we will, like, quarantine you. Like, then people would have, it would have been fixed. But, it's just, yeah. I'm so, like, over Trump. Yeah. I feel you. Um, we're all, like... I only have this timeline going up until April 17th. We're almost at the end of this coronavirus timeline with Trump. Um, Just so ridiculous. Um, The next day, April 8th, he tweeted, hashtag flattening the curve. On April 13th, Trump argued falsely that the president... Um, chooses when the stay-at-home orders lift, not your governors. He said, I'm going to put it very simply. The president of the U.S. Has the, thor- has the authority to do what the president has the authority to do, which is very powerful. The president of the United States calls the shots. Which, as we know from last week, that that's not true. <clears throat> All right, go on. Well, yeah, he literally thinks that he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And, like, he thinks that he can... Oh. He thinks that he can argue with moderators. He thinks that he can, you know, uh, decide which orders get lifted and when. (sighs) Anyways. um, April 14th, Trump said, I am instructing my administration to halt funding to the World Health Organization while a review is conducted to a, to assess its role in severely mismanaging and covering up the spread of the coronavirus. I cannot, like, that was just, like, he literally blamed the World Health Organization after months of him being like, we've got it under control. Yeah. I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't know, it's just, get the man out of office. I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I just why I'm like, I don't know what else can really be said, like, we've seen it, this is our reality. This is not a game, this is not a joke, it's not a dream or a nightmare, this is real life, 
and we're dealing with it. Yeah. What do you think will happen if he is reelected? What like how do you see his a ne- the next four years playing out? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it would be. I, I know the main thing that I feel like I know is that the country will just continue to divide. Yeah. Into really three, really three spaces: Democrats, Republicans, and people who hate both. And then, like, yeah, I mean, there's divide and conquer at that is finest right now. Yeah. Is what it seems like it's becoming. Um, but I'm just like I'm so done with it all. What do you think if Biden gets elected? If Biden gets elected, mm-hmm. I think it'll be like any other president we've seen. So, so like, you think nothing is would... done. I think the divisiveness won't continue to spread as maybe not as much. I feel like as long as we have presidents in the limelight, then divisiveness. Every president we've had has quote quote been worse than the last. But that's really just because every president we've had is carrying on that train of ooh, look at me, vote for me. And that's why the country continues to divulge into worse and worse territory because we're so focused on the president when the president we doesn't really it doesn't really matter to us as the people, the American people. Like, I less, I less hate Trump than hate the people right now. Yeah. Personally, because Trump doesn't have any real power over the American people. He just has influence that we give to him. So, like, he's an asshole and he's racist and he's a misogynistic pig, and but all those things don't make you. All those things don't really have to make change on the Amer- on American soil. We don't want someone like that representing us when it comes to foreign power either. But I'm like, I'm, I'm more so, I'm more angry with the American people than I am with Trump. What are you angry with them for? Because they don't have any fucking common sense. Yeah. You can't. They think we can't think for ourselves enough to just get the country at a place we'd all like it to be. So how should what should we do to organize? I'm throwing you on the spot. I know. So hopefully, in the near future, near-ish future, uh, I'm gonna talk to some uh, political science majors and some finance majors. And uh, look at probably going around to areas in general. Not, I was going to say inner city areas, but just anywhere where political knowledge or knowledge of our of the of American politics and our finances um, aren't as well known. I guess am I saying that correctly? Yeah. So, so like I feel like those two things, educating the people on those two things will make a huge difference in the direction of this country. Um, in every aspect, having political knowledge will allow us to create better healthcare. Having political knowledge will allow us to create more jobs. Having political knowledge uh, and financial knowledge as well, because obviously when it comes to the jobs, it means we need, we need to know how that money works, that we know where these taxes are going and how it works and how it can be utilized in our country. And, like, the American people need to be more educated. They've been dumbed down over the last 400 or so years. And so they're just, we're just sheep. And it's so aggravating. I think we just lack resources. Do we lack resources? Yes. And what resources do we lack? Education. But that's on purpose. We're so, we don't have, like... We could provide better education. That's what I mean. Like our ge- the general 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 population is um, deprived of education. I mean, school is so fucking expensive, and there's so many. I mean, like we don't have childcare, so that like single mothers are able to go to school. There's but so like, many- you- sorry, I was just saying like um, 
there's so many barriers in the way to education that the like yes the american people as a whole including the upper uh classes uh are responsible for that but when you look at it on a, on a smaller scale it's it's the upper classes that control that so they are dumbing the lower classes down they are the ones making education so hard to obtain i'm not even talking about it from a class standpoint though i'm talking about i'm not talking about having education in general I'm, I'm specifically talking about the education that is available to have like even if we made education free for all the current education system if we were able to get it to everybody that doesn't mean we would become smarter as a people maybe about specific things maybe for whatever we're going to school for and things like that but our, our education system as a whole is pretty trash so yeah. we would need to change the entire structure of that and then provide free education to everyone so that everyone can have not only education, but a better education than we've been receiving in the last 400 years. Yeah. Like, like the, the system is dumbing us down, you're right. Like, um, but I don't know if I've met any upper class people that are any smarter either. They're, they're dumb too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just mean like in a technical sense, not obviously in any kind of like an IQ sense, um, but in the uh, obtaining of what is, you know, usable knowledge where you can put it on a resume, um, you know, so that they're then for therefore get a job and things and all of the things that stand in the way in child care and health care and you know so like maybe you're able to go to school but your health or your mental health is really bad and you can't get to a therapist or you can't get you know antidepressants or something you know that's a barrier and mm -hmm. it may not be a uh, financial barrier but it's there are barriers at every level um, that could be so much better addressed than they are yeah. and they come from such fundamental things like healthcare and you know maybe if we took into health or we took healthcare more into our train of thought when we designed other things like school systems and like our work systems then um we just need more intercommunicating yeah i mean i feel like the biggest those things would change if we had people in, in power to, that wanted to change them. Yes. But we don't. No. And don't. so that's that's why I'm like, we need the American people need to be more politically we need to educated. We, we need to be armed. I mean, yeah, we don't have to. We just like I'm all for a riot. I'll blast on Washington D.C. with no problem. But we don't have to. We could just stop asking the wrong people for the right things. So you, so you believe that where we are in America right now, we could get to a more ideal place if we work within the system? I think we can. I think that we haven't. I think that the system works, but we haven't been using it for the last 400 years. That's interesting. Honestly. Like, obviously, it's been. I mean, this. I mean, the current political system. I don't mean like, you know, obviously the past of America and where we've been. But I think that the system that has been created, that was has been created, the actual system itself as a skeleton, as just a, its core um, structure, can work. A lot of things need to be changed, mm -hmm. but I feel like those things can be changed by using the system. But no one knows how to use the system in the first place. If I tell you to go open that door, but you've never used a key before, you've never touched a doorknob before, you don't even know what a door is, then nah, you're not going to open it. You know? <laughs> like, it's just that simple. Yeah. It won't work. So. Yeah. The American people don't even. We, we've, we've been asking the wrong people for the right things for such a long time with no avail, no change. Yeah, there's minor changes that go back and forth and back and forth, but we've been stagnant for years. Mm -hmm. You know, for decades, we've been stagnant. We, I mean, small changes happen, right? We have gay rights now. Um, I'm not, a, we're not, black people aren't slaves, but there's still so much wrong with this country, as we've all seen. Yeah. Um, 
but I feel like the rate of progress could be better if we had the correct people in power. See, and I think that's why I really don't feel... I feel like this system has been exhausted, and I don't think the system... I think on a small scale it works, um, but I don't think in actuality it works. I think... I personally think we should move to a cashless system um, where, you know, capitalism isn't necessarily a thing, but... um, yeah, I mean, like, for, like, 400 years we've had this system, and we've come so far, and I think we've kind of peaked, and capitalism will not allow for us to go forth further, because we have things like privatized prisons, and we have things like privatized healthcare, and I don't know if it's possible to even change that in America, one, because we've been so brainwashed for ever mm-hmm. you know to believe you know america is the best we have the best system we are the freest country where the hell did they get the idea that we are the freest country what the fuck i know that is I the know. stupidest crock of shit i've ever heard yeah i know it's not even true it, at all it's not true <laughs> we are not the freest we have the most people incarcerated per capita than any other country and like the next three combined yeah like i and capitalism in itself like by definition is not free like you gotta pay for everything yeah i mean like you know i'm a devout capitalist i know that's why i think we have such good back and forth yeah but like i don't think capitalism issue i think capitalism itself needs to be regulated i think that there are you know this whole there's so many loopholes that have been made in the system to allow capitalism to become what it has become today. Because we've, for the most part, always been fairly capitalist, but when we lived in an era of working for oneself, meaning everyone was farmers, everyone like commute, Bennett, everyone, it was a capitalist system, but because of that, we were able to benefit but we the community owned the we lived in. Production. Hmm? I said, but we owned the means of production. Yeah, we've outsourced it all. Hmm? <laughs> I said sprinkling in communism. No, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, at one point, when we were in a financial place where we were able to grow as a country, it was because we grew... I mean, the country's really, really young. We grew at such an exponential rate to become a superpower. And because this, the the capitalist system worked, but then loopholes started being created because of the people we have in office and different and so laws started being created because government and capitalism started to kind of like work together yeah intermingle. yeah but intermingle that shouldn't be that way have some affairs you can have capitalism then we can have what i said they had some affairs uh, some entanglements some entanglements <laughs> we can have capitalism i think and we can have this account like we can have our government but they need to work separately. They, they, mm-hmm. they shouldn't be able to endorse politicians and shit like that. Like, it's not a game show. People talk about like, oh no, it's becoming a TV show or it's becoming a reality show. No, it's been a reality yeah, show. Yeah, it's always been. It's been a reality show. Every this isn't the first time we've had an election. Every election year, what happens? Oh, everyone's like, oh wait. Do y'all remember? Do, do y'all remember Obama? Like that was a huge thing. It's a whole. The whole thing's it's a reality all show. All everyone talked about. Yeah, and then when Clinton was in office and when Bush was in office, it's always been a reality TV show. Yeah. Like, I don't know why people are saying it's becoming, it's not becoming anything. It's been the same fucking thing, but nothing's changing because we haven't asked anyone to change anything. Well, like, when we become fangirls for politicians and not for, you know, policy, then we're, like... People will make excuses. People make excuses for politicians, and you really shouldn't. Because if you're asking someone to, you know, be your representative and vote in your best interest, and they start not doing that, why would you make excuses for that? And why wouldn't you, okay, you're not working for me anymore? Because politicians are supposed to work for you. That's the whole fucking gig. You get paid by the public, and you fucking work for the public. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're no longer working, we should be able to fire you. But... When we have fangirls of these, you know, whether, and I think this happens across the board, left and right, um, 
you know, when you start fangirl, you know, when you v- vote blue no matter who, or, like, I don't give a fuck what Trump says, I'm always gonna vote for him, like, then you're no longer vote, you, yeah, it's just reality TV, you're just, like, who do you, who's most popular, who do you want to keep on the island? Yeah. And, like, it's not even, like, how more brainwashed can you be? Like, I don't even like you, but I'm gonna vote for you anyway, just because I like the color. Because I like the color. Yeah. Like, it doesn't get worse than that. Like, we are so far gone. And again, I blame the people. Again, like, I blame the people. It's our fault the country's become what it is. It is our fault. Like, yes, they, they've controlled that, but it's our fault for letting it become. At the end of the day, people still run this shit. Or they could. We need. We have more. We need to organize. People aren't gonna. Um, I mean, I hope they do. That's the thing. Yeah. Like that's if we were able to organize on a whole. That's why I think the system doesn't work. I think we need to completely revolt. The people as a whole need to overthrow our government, and say that we're not gonna have this be a reality. Excuse me. We're not gonna have this be a reality TV show. You're going to, you know, vote in our best interest and work in our best interest, or you're not going to work for us. I know, but we don't have to revolt for that to happen. We just because the point of that, the point of us doing that. Well, first of all, in order for us to revolt, we'd have to be be able to become, be able to get on one accord, and that's just not gonna happen without reason, you know. And that's not enough reason. That's that's been a a wish and a want for so many years. But you know, that's not gonna. Enough of the people don't want to revolt to where it's not going to... Right, but how are we going to get so organized within the system? You know, why We have to change... I think we need to change the actual senators. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. I think if we change the Senate first, things will change. Because if we change the people who make the laws and decrease their salaries, because it's, it's just a job, dog, like... You have an they office get how job many fucking vacations a year? Like, I feel like every fucking couple weeks they're like, okay, the Senate's going on vacation. Like, gotta pass this before the Senate leaves the house. Yeah, and it's like... Bitch, stay in the house. They, they, need, to, they need to treat it more like a job than it is. Like, we can have, we can... Maybe, yeah, of course, if you're helping write the laws for a country, you should be well compensated for it, but... It's not... People get in the position more so... For, it's it's for the money. It's not a even, lifestyle. It's just a lifestyle they want. Ain't nobody gonna fucking touch you when you're the senator. I'm saying like hashtag it should, Angela. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be <laughs> about the money. It shouldn't be about the status. That's an extremely important position we have. But then, so hmm, let me ask you: How do you get? Because. How do you ask the Senate and to, the people who are in the Senate to decrease their own salary to defund the Senate? Like they aren't good. Like how do you how do you ensure that they're going to do that? Don't know. And that is why I think we cannot change the because that's the thing. I mean, like, and that's why it's so difficult to have. I think we really need term limits. And I think, um, I think term limits is one of the biggest things, honestly, because if you could only be a senator for like eight years, then like may, you might be more inclined to like defund the Senate because you know that it's not your life plan, you know, in eight years you have to move on, you have to do something else. You can do something else in government, but you can't be a senator. So like, cause I feel like a lot of people, um, it's a, it's a status symbol. You work your way up and then you get into the Senate and then you fucking chill there until you're like 80 years old and then like wait till an election and i think i like what i think hard about it terms are kind of dumb still i don't necessarily honestly like for example if the president did if we had a president that did his job and only his job and we didn't have this whole idea that the president is this figurehead in the country that's so important because he's not and we just had someone who we know that oh yeah what's his name what's the who's the what's the guy's name that runs our foreign policy and you can look it up we're like man he's done some great things i wouldn't give a damn if he was in office for 30 years 
if he's, if he's continuously helping, if he's been helping and benefiting the country and we've been growing as a country for the past 30 years, it doesn't matter. But that's like... Because he doesn't write our laws. Assuming that there's checks in place to make sure that he's not abusing that power. Yeah, exactly. So we put those but checks in place. we don't really have those checks. Yeah, so that's why we restructure shit. But like, it's a lot, it's so simple that people just, if we just wanted this country to be better. We gotta make a great America great for once. Like... Oh my god. For once. <laughs> America great for once. Like, jeez. Like, because honestly, we had a great president who, like, really benefited, like, or who really built some strong relationships with other countries, and we had ama- amazing trade systems set up and, every- and treaties set up and everything like that, and we-, and we were always building our relationships with those countries and always, yeah, working in a positive direction. That person to be in office for 50 years and we wouldn't have a problem with it. But do you think the American people for 50 years could all agree that one person is doing the best job for the country? Maybe not, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, if we decide, oh, we need to vote, then we'll vote. Like, what I'm saying is we can still have, we could still have, like, every eight years we vote. But that person could still run if they and we could do that. Okay, so you don't, because, yeah, we used to not have the two-term limit. Yeah, you can have as many terms as you want, essentially, but we could still, we still vote. But we still have terms. Right, there'd still be terms, but, like, you could, if we think you're doing a good job, you don't have to leave after eight years, you know? Okay, yeah, I can see that. Because that would make sense, like, why would we throw away something great because of a stupid, like, oh, well, it's been, it's been too long for you to do a great job, so. Hashtag, I kind of miss Obama. Like, I mean, never mind. Yeah, there's a lot wrong. The system's fucked. That's what this week was gonna be about. <laughs> yeah. But, but then Trump got COVID. But then Trump got COVID. So. Um. Yeah. The other thing with Trump caught, catching COVID um, was that there's kind of a debate going on right now in the left about whether. Um, it's like morally okay to hope that Trump dies or not. Um, personally, I think a man who incited and then enabled and then enabled a genocide, it is perfectly okay to hope that they die. I mean, he literally like like our border situation is straight up Holocaust. It's insane. So that's where I stand on it. Uh, well, morals are morals. So is it morally okay? Well, that's for you to decide. Okay. No matter who you are listening to this podcast, that is 100% for you to decide. Absolutely. Morals are relative. So. Yeah, very relative. Um... <sighs> yeah? Yeah. Well, it's more of a somber week we had this week on Black Life Union podcast. Yes. But we'll continue this conversation next week from where we left off last week, even though we had a bit of a sabbatical. We'll call this episode 3.5. And then episode 4 will come next week because we still need to talk about and educate the people on the full structure of the government and all that and things that can happen and all that. I don't know. What, what did we say last week that we were going to talk about? Last week was talking about the government. I know, but what did we say? We said, last week we said we were going to talk about something, and I forgot, because we are organized over here at Black Lives Union. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> okay, we have lives, and yeah. I don't get paid for this shit. I'm trying. Oh, jeez. Um, we get paid with... I was going to say something cheesy, like hope or something, but... The good feeling in our hearts. The good feeling in our hearts. The... It satisfies my hunger when I see something on the news and I'm like, oh my god, I hate what this country is coming to. I have to do something. Educate yourselves on the structure of our government and then vote for the things that need to be voted for. Change. The other thing I was going to talk about was just fucking Jay Inslee. Ah, uh, yes. Do you have anything to say about Jay Inslee? Or his, um, what, competitor? Yeah. Lauren Culp. 
Yeah, I've seen his signs around a lot. Have you really? Mm-hmm. I did not know anyone was even running against him, honestly, against um, Jay Inslee, honestly. Mm-hmm. I had no idea this Lauren Colt person existed. But his statement is hilarious to me. I think it's... It's so short. It's like one paragraph. It says, Lauren Culp was born in Everett and uh, is a lifelong Washington resident, except during his service in the U.S. Army's 101st Airborne Division. He currently serves as the chief of police in Republic Washington and is a best-selling author of what? Who knows? Because it doesn't say. Um, For over 20 years, he owned and operated a construction company in Olympia, Washington, before moving to Republic and joining the law enforcement community. He has been married to his high school sweetheart, Barb, for 43 years. They have two grown sons and seven grandchildren. His platform advocates for a return to to respecting citizen rights and accountability for state government. Um... Which, like, but that's your statement for running for fucking governor? It's not a statement. It's a, a dating app bio. But. <laughs> My seven grandchildren. Yeah, it's not a statement. It's a dating app bio. But I'm all for accountability of state government. But that doesn't really say anything. Nothing. Right? You, know, you didn't say anything. At all. Like, and then when it has his experiences listed, um, it says no information submitted for any of the experience for elected office or um you know professional experiences or um community service or education just nothing i mean someone else vote i mean someone else run for governor so we can vote for you yeah third option please third option maybe third option for president maybe yeah i'm sure there's, there's still green party we just all need to vote for the green party this year hawkins or joe jorgensen i don't know you don't even know. I'm pretty sure Hawkins is the Green Party. Joe Jorgensen is Libertarian, I believe. The Hawkins. Hawkins? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The left is not going to get all together, and we're not all going to vote for one of them. See, and then Trump's going to win. This is why. This is why this happened. The left and the right need to come together and go green. Biden said he wouldn't even. Oh my gosh. Did you watch the debate? No. No? Biden said that he would not support the Green New Deal. The what? The Green New Deal. Oh. It's the Green Party's whole... I'm... Hawkins was... Oh gosh, now I'm starting to talk about things that I don't entirely know all about. But I believe Hawkins was either one of the authors or the sole author of the Green New Deal. And it was put forth... Senate like years ago I think and it's just been like the talking point for um, climate change and how we need to uh, change our our role in climate change but um, it's generally accepted by the left that the Green New Deal is the way to go with climate change but um, yeah, Biden did not say that he would support that. He was pushing, it was kind of funny, because he was, like, pushing for Trump to say something about climate change, and then Trump was like, well, would you support the Green New Deal? And Biden was like, no. So I was like, okay, so neither of you are going to fucking, okay, great. They don't care about this country. They don't care about the people. They want the money. They want the status. They want the influence. They want the power, the implied power that the American people give to them. Only with our attention, too. We just give them power with our attention. Like a needy child. Like a needy child. Stop paying attention to them, and they'll stop crying eventually. But, like, we can't not pay attention to them this year. We can, not, we can stop paying attention to them as soon as possible. So right now, if everyone stopped giving a fuck about the president this year, today, like... Trump might win, but we would focus on the other parts of the government, and then guess what Trump would have? No influence or power in the government. Why? Because the president has one fucking job. And just because he wants to do something doesn't mean he gets to fucking do it. He has a job. He doesn't get to just, like, I don't get to just go to my company and just go and just change everything about it because I want to. That's not how a job works. It's still a job. It's still a job, guys. It's a job. He's got a job. 
And he's over here like, I want to do that job. And then everyone's like, okay. Okay. No, just be like, nah, you can't do that. Sorry, you should have applied for that position. How are the American people supposed to do? Ignore him? Ignore him? Yeah, ignore him. Stop watching the fucking... What about when he does stuff like uh, he creates he ice or sends feds into your city to abduct protesters? That was Trump, and that was Trump. Okay. But he needed help from the other parts of government in order to do that. So if we... Not yeah, really. I mean, yeah, you do, though. At least Portland for the ICE. Portland didn't even accept it. Like, for ICE. For the feds, not. That was all him. But you still need to. But yeah, but if we focused... If we had If Portland had a stronger governor, it wouldn't have happened. If the governor had some backbone, it wouldn't happen. We because need anarchists day, in every single... <laughs> at the end of the day... Trump can try, Trump can, he can't just do what he wants. We let him do what he wants. That's the thing. If you have a kid and he's running around a restaurant, that's your fault. Just because he wants it doesn't mean he gets to. Like, it's so aggravating. People, have some common sense. Stop letting your kid, Trump, run around the restaurant government oh my god so we're supposed to <laughs> we're supposed to just ignore the kid ignore the kid and don't let him do what he wants when he just, do, let just him be bad parents wants, and let though. him no be no be bad parents and only punish him never give him praise like okay because you know what i don't get praise for doing things good thing good at my job it's just a job i'm doing my job i'm supposed to do my job yeah so when he does his job well be like keep doing it okay yeah that see. yeah like he's like, aren't you guys glad? Like we are now. Do more, because it's your fucking job. Like you get paid to do one thing. Do it. Do it, and shut up. And stop involving yourself in other things. Stop bringing around the restaurant, child. You orange Cheeto-haired, toupee-wearing fucking child. God. The American people are his parents, and we aren't disciplining him at all. Put this motherfucker in timeout. Thanks for joining us this week. The Black Life Union podcast. Stay tuned next week for a new topic that we have yet to discuss. Yeah, do you have anything else to say, August? I don't. I, that, was, that was great. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to uh, either of us at the Black Life Union Instagram Facebook page, anywhere. 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 We got the interwebs. The interwebs. We don't have a Snapchat. We should probably make one. Let's make a Snapchat. Yeah, then we like then when we go on uh, then when we uh like go out to protests and stuff, we can go put on the Snapchat. On the Snapchat. On the Snapchat. On the Snapchat. Hear that, guys? We're gonna make you a Snapchat. Oh. This is all for you, listeners. I'm sorry. I need to just stop.